0: Welcome back everyone to this week's market update, the only market update this week. As uh, lucky for you guys, we have a, uh, a great guest coming up on the podcast soon. So I'll be dedicating some time to sit and talk with them. Um, in case you're interested, they are someone who um, was on Wall Street for a while and then kind of ventured out into the startup space. So a real mixed experience there uh, and hopefully there'll be some great insights But, as ever, we've got to get through the nitty-gritty, so I'll give you some recent financial market updates. Looking at the indices first and foremost, we can see that the stock market pulled back on the last few days of the week from its initial bullish run. The S&P closed at 3,900, down 0.19%, while the Dow Jones and the Nasdaq ended high, with an increase of 0.01% and 0.07%, respectively. On the other hand, the 10-year Treasury yield climbed to a 12 month high of 1.348% on Friday due to the expectations of increasing levels of inflation. Uh, As we don't often get to talk about bonds, uh, I'll I'll just go over that in more detail. Um, So the yield on the 10 year Treasury notes were trading at 1.348%, reaching a one year high amid positive outlooks for the US economic growth and inflation. This is also due to the expected announcement of Biden's proposed $1.9 trillion stimulus plan. The proposed stimulus plan Could increase inflation, and people fear inflation would rise too rapidly, leading to a sell off in government debt as the value of fixed interest payments decreases. Bond yields obviously aren't isolated from the stock market, and usually the two have a negative correlation. Um, So, rising yields could negatively affect stock market sentiments in multiple aspects. A higher bond yield offers an alternative to dividend yields, and this makes stocks less attractive compared to bonds, especially after factoring in the level of risks of the assets. Furthermore, stocks intrinsic value is also reduced by rising rates as future cash flow and um, kind of DCFs, discounted cash flows um, are now done with higher rates. Um, So what that means is when you're forecasting the financials for a a company, they're going to look worse if you have uh, if you're kind of comparing them to a bond with a higher rate of return. Um, And this kind of leads to lower valuations, which could potentially mean that the incredible bull markets for stocks could be disrupted by the bond markets. This could also be the reason for the weakness in the stock markets during the end of the week. It's also worth taking note that normally, like I said, the bond and stock markets are negatively correlated. So this isn't um, anything unexpected per se. If we shift our focus towards the US, they've just released um, some unemployment figures Unemployment claims have risen to 861,000 people. Unemployment claims rose by 13,000, which was the highest level in four weeks. And as ever, the economists kind of uh, misforecasted that as they expected it to decline, um, not increase. We can see that despite a successful vaccine rollout leading to higher retail sales in January, the unemployment rates remain almost 10 million below pre-pandemic levels. However, U.S. President Joe Biden's 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus plan is a, a kind of shining beacon of hope for the labor market, um, but the path ahead is very, very uncertain. And last time we were a little bit doom and gloom about the UK. I apologize for that, but um, I kind of can only I can only you know intonate my voice so much. The facts sometimes speak for themselves. Um, but there's been some changes, obviously with um, boris johnson announcing his um plans to return to uh, normalcy and and some of the deadlines in there i for one am particularly looking forward to the return of outdoor sport towards the end of march and then i might even get a bit of a cricket season in um but that's just me being a little bit selfish really sorry about that digression in the united kingdom the latest lockdown hit uh, uk retail sales more in january than during november restrictions according to the office for national statistics on friday the volume of retail sales slid 8.2 percent last month when compared with december the drop was much larger than the 4.1 percent drop in november and according to economists it surpassed contraction expectations of 2.6 percent i honestly don't know how the economists have a job not to be rude but like they're not getting the things right are they um However, online shopping continues to flourish, hitting a record uh, 35% of the monthly total. The majority of the impacted businesses are mainly physical department clothing and small business stores. Um, so, yep, the brick and mortar kind of stuff still suffering. Um, but like like I said, with a return to easing lockdown restrictions, and a, that should help some of these stores. Um, come back to life if you're like me and you like to try your clothes on before you buy them you know you might be helping them out but uh i hear most people these days just uh return it uh, online but call me old-fashioned so how did it kind of influence uh rishi sunak's policies um rishi sunak on friday uh, announced that business rates review was going to be delayed until autumn which is key to level the playing field between the high street and online retailers Uh, Overall, the effects of the lockdown have made it a one sided match. I think that's pretty generous as well. It's more like a mauling, like a a real beatdown in the streets, kind of between online and high street retailers, as the share of e commerce rose across all store types, accounting for 35% of January's total sales, which is the highest proportion on record ever. However, Mr. Sunak has made it clear that his intentions are to level the playing field. This could mean a possible case for online sales tax. Um, So anyone who's a free market advocate out there, you know, you can start drawing up your pitchforks and your banners and, you know, plan for the riots. After looking at um, US jobless claims, let's look at the UK unemployment rate rate. Studies uh, show that approximately 2 million people have not worked in the UK for the past six months. According to the Resolution Foundation report on Thursday, about 10% of the working age population has been out of the workplace for at least half of the last year. This shows that the longer the pandemic lasts, the higher the risk of lasting damage to careers and earnings. Also, the report suggests that very high numbers now face job insecurity and poor earnings prospects because they have been out of work for so long meaning that they've kind of lost some of their skills and are missing um, experience. So it seems to be that um, this is leading to structural unemployment for the UK economy, which is uh, harder to reduce than cyclical unemployment. Actually, this, this points out something quite interesting, which is the catch-22 of the furlough scheme, uh, right? So while ramping up um, help for job seekers and incentives for companies to hire more people is what we need to do limiting the damage from the pandemic struck labor market right that's what we need to do furlough schemes are vital to the survival of businesses of course however at the same time it clearly harms the labor market as people aren't incentivized to return to work so the timing of the ending of the furlough scheme is crucial in order to balance you know um, a business's ability to remain profitable as well as not having people just sat at home To look at some of the more positive stuff, we're going to just highlight the UK Consumer Confidence Index, um, which is starting to increase. So according to the research company GFK, the UK Consumer Confidence Index, which is a measure of how people view the state of their personal finances and wider economic prospects. So it's basically like how much hope do you have at this moment in time, rose five points to an eleven-month high of minus 23 in February. This increase, stronger than economic uh, consensus had previously forecasted, you know, three from three. Now, the economists this week um, show how an overall uh, improvement in sentiment could fuel hopes of a strong rebound in consumer spending. In addition, based on January data, economists predicted inflation in the UK could be set to pass the Bank of England's 2% target later this year and even continue to rise as oil prices are passed on to consumers and VAT cuts introduced in the pandemic are reversed. Overall, we can see that the improvement in consumer spending is one positive aspect of the UK's economic outlook. Well, there are parts of the world that are actually doing pretty well, it turns out. Um, if we look at the APAC region, it was, you know, the Chinese New year has just passed and it seems like the Chinese stocks had a pretty good time and are now hitting a record high. Um, So as the markets reopened on Thursday, the CSI 300 index of large Shanghai and Shenzhen listed stocks rallied up to 2% following the five-day Chinese New Year break, and so it's now sitting pretty at 5,931 points. The previous peak of this index was in October 2007 at 5,885 points. Um, So this... uh, for all intents and purposes, is showing a very strong rebound in the Chinese stock markets. And if I'm going to give you the kind of spark notes version of why I think this is happening, it's probably because China's economic performance um, exceeded its pre-pandemic growth rate in Q4 of 2020, as well as other positive news such as the rise in factory goods, recovery of box office receipts, uh, and rises in revenue in retail and restaurants over the Lunar New Year by 29%. Uh, Furthermore, with increased liquidity in the financial markets, global investors are more interested in Chinese equities. This is evidenced through the increase in margin lending to buy equities rising almost 1.5 trillion yuan, um, which is probably due to China being one of the first countries to bring the pandemic under control, thus attracting more investors to the Chinese financial markets. So that's all I've got for you uh, this week in terms of the, the markets. I hope you enjoyed the the news of lockdown coming coming to an end at some point in the nearish future. Please do look out for the um, the podcast that I'll be releasing later on this week, as we have a guest on. Like I said, someone with a very diverse background in industry, and um, no doubt we will have some valuable insight for you guys there. Um, as ever, guys, look after yourselves. I hope you found some of that useful, mixed in with some of the stuff you didn't find that useful. I will catch you next time.